We have no hope. Abandon hope, all ye who speak English. Learn Chinese. I remember my first beer. Maybe a little bit of mystery is good. Just a little bit J.J. Abrams. I want to give people a reason to be mad at us. You can make a ketchup out of almost anything. Do you not look at that person like you might be a psychopath? Sorry, eh? Welcome to General Geekery, specifically. It's a podcast. I'm Ben. I'm Lou. And today we talk. Words. Not goodly. I believe you mean good. No, you don't. (laughs) You stole my joke. Oh, sorry. Zoidberg. That's my joke. I'll kill you. You know the guy that does uh, Zoidberg's voice is also the guy that did Doug? And like all the, the what dogs. no yeah, way yeah, yeah. Man, I just I just we, saw that because they re-released a um, they didn't re-release uh, Nickelodeon now has like a streaming app where yeah, you yeah, can yeah. like get all the old stuff. But I saw a thing about him specifically, and they're like, "Are you doing anything now?" And he's like, "Well, I'm pretty much all of Futurama." Nineties Nick was excellent, so good. It we, came up, it came up it came up in discussion today elsewhere where we were talking about nineties Nickelodeon. Uh, it was a Ah Real Monsters reference. Or at least what I thought was an Ah Real Monsters reference. And I was like, I love the Ah Real Monsters. It was great. And I got, was it? And then I was like, oh man, do I defend this? I was like, I don't know. That was the 90s. Maybe I, maybe I don't defend this. But I did like it. Um, no, it was so good. And the thing is, is that we used to, I'm in this weird place where it's like, I'm okay with being nostalgic about things. And we went back and watched some old Nickelodeon stuff. But we didn't know that this app, well, the app wasn't out when we did it. So... We threw some stuff on Plex, but it's like bad cam versions of like "Hey, dude," <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and it's first, like who even takes a cam of a TV? And but first, yes, and first off, yeah, it, and I, I know exactly what you're talking about, and it does not hold up. I mean, some of the other shows definitely does. So yeah, no, so, "Hey, dude" does not hold up, and I'm afraid to go back and watch our real monsters now because it made me question: was it good? And then you have like. Ren and Snippy, which is excellent, but it turns out John Kay is an asshole, and now I'm like, I can't enjoy this anymore. Um, so now, but when the, the streaming app came out, and they, it's like five nine nine, they're like, would you pay five nine nine to watch all this nostalgia? I'm like, are you kidding me right now? I oh. waited to torrent and download. I mean, I downloaded leak well, legally. The, the I have t- an archival copy of yeah. Of all these things. And it's like, instead of doing all that, I can just pay like $5 to stream this. Now, I know you have, you seem to have a little pushback on that. I, I like to see content creators get their money as a content creator. I understand that that gets dicey when it comes to big companies and how much they get, whether or not they even have rights. <laughs> I am not a stranger to this whole conversation. However, if I can get something DRM free, like um, music, late 90s, Napster was the thing. All of a sudden, you get whatever you wanted. Awesome. Was that before or after Bear Share? <laughs> <laughs> so for, for the youngins in the crowd. Bear Share means a whole different thing now. Go ahead. Yeah. I think it's an app, but it drops a bunch of vowels. So don't type Bear Share in. You won't find it. Like um, just basically drop all the vowels. It's like Hebrew. It just drop a bunch of vowels. You'll find it. 
Anyway, he's like, it'll go back to the 90s. You had Napster. It's like, oh, great, I can get anything I want. Then you had, you know, a bunch of people come out, Metallica being one of them. Dude, don't download our no, shit. No, blah, no, blah, no, blah. no, not Metallica. Lars Ulrich. The rest of Metallica was standing in the corner going, dude, seriously. That, that's true. That is true. And here's the perfect example that is of that, true. is if you ever listen to St. Anger, they allowed Lars Ulrich to be like, let me help with the mixing. It sounds like drums in an empty coliseum lined in tin. So don't let that don't let that guy Maybe. Be, be right. Don't let that guy be your figurehead. Right. So all of a sudden, it has just like one of many people, but uh, usually it was the studios at least. Um, got this whole thing. They said, "Well, no, no, no. We're going to lock it down. Well, now you can buy music digitally if you want to be beholden to. And I don't want to shit on Apple, but if you don't want to be beholden to iTunes, you can't buy music digitally." Um, it sounds like I'm shitting on Apple, but at least they did it. At least they tried. What happened eventually, though? Fine, DRM-free music. Like, just buy it as long as you pay us money. And I love it. That's great. I want the same thing to happen to visual media. I want to be able to put it in my Plex. You know, I want to be able to pay, hopefully, the content creators, which I know is not going to happen. I know I'm idealistic. I know it's going to the big, you know, media companies. Uh, put it in my Plex and be done with it. But if I can't get it that way, I don't really have a choice. Like I just, I don't have a choice if I want to be able to consume it. I just want the choice to be able to pay the money for it. Right. And we've talked about this before, but I'm really big on, I don't need a 300 package satellite or cable provider, you know, uh, ordeal. Right. Like HBO now to me, I got so excited when HBO now came out. Cause I'm like, Awesome. Oh, dude, that was so great. Now I'm like, cool. Now everybody else is going to follow suit, which they haven't yet. No. But now everybody's going to follow suit, and I just get to go, listen, I'm going to pay you. I mean, HBO is expensive on on this scale, but it's like $14 for this. But it's like, okay, you like the Nickelodeon cartoons from the 90s. Cool. Pay us five bucks. You like the Travel Channel, and you want to watch like old Anthony Bourdain, and uh, Anthony Bourdain, and you want to watch, you know, like Andrew Zimmer and stuff like that. It's like, cool. Give us five bucks. It's like, okay, well, you only watch sports. All right, well, what sports do you watch? And like, I just I watch ESPN and Southeastern Network. Cool. Oh, ho, ho. <laughs> it's like, just pay us for that. But when you go through the big people, it's like, okay, well, you want the regular package? Cool, that's 80 bucks. And like, oh, you want local? That's another 20 bucks. And it's like, oh, well, you want HBO? And that's another 15 bucks. And it's like, oh, well, you want sports? It's another 10 bucks. It's like, you're paying $150. I just want to piecemeal and pay for exactly what I get. So I'm totally on board with paying Nickelodeon five dollars to watch all that and are you afraid of the dark and clarissa explains it all it's like right that was pivotal for me and yeah like i said i'm fully embracing it's like i get that it's nostalgia i'm okay with that right and i and i do like that i don't like having a bunch of different vendors to have to track down between however compare that to like netflix which and i do like netflix but oh hey this show is not on Netflix. This show is on Netflix, but nine months later, it's going away or half the seasons are gone. If there's like particular niche interests of yours, you have to be able to get access to them somehow. Um, It's a really weird place where copyright has been extended really long, but mm, a lot of people don't seem to know who owns the copyright on more obscure stuff. Or people want exorbitant amounts of money for things that, I mean, as much as I enjoy them, just aren't that good. So there's a lot of weird walls coming up now. Okay, so uh, I need to give uh, credit where credit's due. 
the person I was talking about that plays all the voices from like um, Doug and all the way through Futurama. Mm-hmm. It's Billy West. So um, wait, Billy West did uh, Doug. Uh, so so you're familiar with the voice actor? Oh yeah. Um, let me go through a little bit of the uh, of his uh, not Rogues Gallery, but uh, some of the things that that he I did. I realize Billy West did Zoidberg. That's what I was about to pull up. So yeah, so um, so Billy West did Futurama. He did a voice in Space Jam. He did Ren and Stimpy, I believe. Um, he was in the Looney Tunes movie where he actually played Elmer Fudd. So you're getting some Frank Oz action in there. Huh. Buzz Lightyear, Disenchanted, The Adventures of Puss in Boots. I mean, stuff like that. Scooby Doo Adventures, specifically on Futurama. I mean, he he played so he, yeah, he played Doug Funny um, and Roger Klont on Doug. He played both of those. <laughs> he played huh. Roger and Doug. But uh, no, he plays Fry. I was going to say, don't bury the lead. He played Fry. He played Fry, <laughs> Professor Farnsworth, mm-hmm. Zoidberg, and Zap Brannigan. He played all those characters. So when people were talking about, like, what are you on Futurama? He's like, most of it. Yeah. He's a real velour. Uh, so you want to talk about some of the stuff we really wanted to talk about? I do. Uh, and Ben's heard this one a few times, so I'm just going to hijack the floor here. No, please. Absolutely. Um, I yield the floor. Yeah. We had we had, we had a few false starts as we were working on Best Thing Ever, um, so some of this didn't make earlier. I do not want to spend more time on Star Wars right now. However. Canto bite. Ah! Canto bite. I don't want to spend more time on Star Wars right now. But um, <laughs> it's okay if you don't like something. Uh, and I think that we both stand out in saying that there are certain things that we don't like as well. And you're being, this is, this is a serious point. Yeah. 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 It's okay not to like something. It's like some piece of media. It's not okay to harass a person because they were involved in that media. And again, you know, don't want to dive into the whole thing, but Kelly Marie Tran getting uh, chased off of social media for playing Rose Tico. Not cool. Not cool. You can still not like the movie. Maybe you don't like the character. You know, if that's your opinion, that's fine. So obviously what, we had a... I'm sorry to interrupt. So what exactly happened, for those that may may not be familiar with this, what exactly oh, happened man, with her? Do we her, have to dive into this again? Just a little bit, because okay. people need context if you're not familiar. Um, yeah, so she had a, a lot of... Uh, she had a lot of people post on, uh, particularly Instagram, but on social media... Um, random things that she was posting that were not Star Wars related at all. People, you know, um, posting negative things about her, motivated by Star Wars, clearly saying, you know, we hated Rose Tico, things like that. Very much obviously motivated. Um, the, if you will, the Trollosphere made it a point that they were going to attack uh, Rose Tico about this. Um, or, sorry, Kelly, they were going to attack Kelly Marie Tran about playing Rose Tico because she was involved in ruining Star Wars or whatever. Look, I mean, these people, these people are burning down the village and, and burning down everybody they can with it. Right. I'm not okay with bullying people for being involved in something like this. Am I saying that I love Star Wars episode eight? We've already given too much airtime to my opinion on that. Not cool with bullying. That's really all I want to say. Like, I don't want to, I've already, I already feel like I've given too much of my time to, but it should go without saying it doesn't in today's uh, parlance, but it should clearly it doesn't, but it should go without saying separate the person from the character. Really, if you don't like the character, be mad at Ryan Johnson. I'm just throwing that out there. That also cool, but please don't bully Ryan Johnson. All right, yeah, I mean, I'm not account. saying bully Ryan Johnson. Right. I'm just saying blame Ryan Johnson. Anyway. Sure. 
but separate the person from the character and just realize this is a human being. Right. She has feelings. She doesn't really live on the salt planet. Right. I mean, this they don't is actually, not, well, now they all live on the salt planet. She, she's not an Arctic fox. Okay, so let's really get into what I'm sure has brought a lot of people to this, which is best thing ever. Best thing ever. Best thing ever. I think a really good place to start is the beginning. So you were born. <laughs> <laughs> it was an unseasonably cold day. We could trace this back. I mean, we've, we've kicked this idea around a while. But I think it has to be the beach trip. What was that, four years ago? Oh, four ago? years ago, yeah. And, 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 you know, Ben's being very generous saying we kicked this idea around. Like, this is really Ben's baby. And, you know, obviously I've had opinions in refining it and getting it to where it is. But the nugget was definitely delivered there on the beach trip. I like to claim the nugget. Um, <laughs> you drop the nugget. It, well, it came from this. It's something that we did for fun on a beach trip four years ago. Mm-hmm. And that's about how quickly you move. If you listen to how many episodes of Gen Geek have made it out, yeah. we're very, very prudent when it comes to getting this stuff out. And this is best thing ever after dark now. So we're going to talk about what the original bracket was and how we got there. So what happened was we were getting ready to, to go on this beach trip, family beach trip and all that sort of thing. But obviously there's going to be a good bit of like hanging out on the beach, drinking some beverages, chilling. And so we were kind of discussing back and forth. It's like, well, what's your favorite beer? And then it's kind of like, well, I mean, that doesn't really play into this. And that was the point that you brought up. Yeah, I usually judge by seasons like because I, I do not acclimate to this Georgia heat. Um, and you also never answer a question directly. If I'm just like, what's your favorite beer? And you're like, well, what let, are your metrics? I don't, <laughs> let's, let's define beer. Yeah. I come, I, I come from a very, you know, um, mathematical background. I'm like, well, what are our axioms? Is this Euclidean beer? Or like, what is... So, so we, we put together our theorems. And um, so, no, so what happened was he counters with, well, what do you think is the best beer for the summer? And specifically, like, what do you think the best beer is for this actual application? And it was drinking beer on the beach. Right. So our very first bracket, as specific as it sounds, based on the fact that we're piggybacking on the first episode of Best Thing Ever, or the first bracket, is the condiment you want to see at a cookout or tailgate in the fall. Right. There's a lot of parameters here that we're going to have to bounce off of. This pinball is really bouncing around. Uh, To be fair, I think I came with like a few cases of six packs to the beach of like different beer, every different beer. And it's like, all right, which, which one of these... And, and we did that, though. So we kind of yeah. set up our own impromptu bracket. Now, keep in mind, as we progressed through the bracket, lines got a little fuzzy. Sure. But we basically said, all right, what is the best beer for drinking on the beach on a 4th of July trip? Right. And so, you know, some parameters that we talked about, and we actually had a grading scale that time. So rather than just, you know, debating it and letting people choose, because that would have been insanity to just walk out well, on the beach yeah. and go, which one do you like better? And, you know, that's that just wouldn't work. So we actually had parameters of like, and we were judging it on a scale. I don't remember what the scale was, like 1 to 10 or something like that. So it was or something one like to that. Five. And, and we, we, got, uh, we got a little lost. We got a little bit lost with our numbers. Well, Fortunately, it, the beach trip was a few days, so. But we had taken beers and we are like, how drinkable is it? Mm-hmm. How flavorful is it? How cost effective is it? I mean, we really got mathematical with this. Way I more. had spreadsheets like top to bottom. It was, so much, I, I just, oh, let's cl- collect all the data. We'll, we'll throw it out later if we don't want it. 
Some would say that it's an excellent beach trip. Oh. <laughs> I'm only saying that because that's what I would say. Sorry, I didn't know if I could say that right. <laughs> that's I, I, my joke. I'll kill you. Um, and I don't know what we landed on because we had some outliers there. I mean, as we're going to have in, in Best Thing Ever. But that was the origin of it. I want to say that uh, Trader Joe's like regular lager made was, the finals. Yeah, because back then they didn't have the uh, the right. Mexican lager style one. Right. They had uh, whatever it was. Simple uh, Times. Simple Times, yeah. So I think Simple Times was against like High Life or something like that. But Yeah, I, don't at us. I, I, <laughs> brought to you by High Life. Man, if Trader Joe's doesn't give us a $50 gift card. So that that was kind of the origin of coming up with, with Best Thing Ever yeah. was was we kind of just put together a bracket. And then from time to time, we've kind of looked at each other and we've gone, I know this is stupid, but people argue most adamantly over the dumbest things. And not that they're dumb, but they just walk through the grocery store and you walk next to somebody and they're looking at... They're, they're looking at types literally of... literally anything. Peanut butter. Well, there's a great thing. They're looking at peanut butter or they're looking at type of pasta. And they're like, which one do you like better? Vermicelli or, you know... Angel hair, and it's like, they're. Do you like thin spaghetti or angel hair pasta? Basically the same thing. So this is why. But the, but these are the fights that people end up ending relationships over. And it's like, well, if you're willing to end a relationship over, people might listen to it. And if you like ending relationships, listen through this episode. But this is why I like Trader Joe's. I've decided that choice is really to me about the product. Like if you were going to say, do you want peanut butter? And I was like, well, I don't know. Is it chunky peanut butter? Is it smooth peanut butter? Is it that organic stuff that you need to like keep stirring up? Like how much um, effort uh, right. effort am I putting into this? My question is not, is it Jif? Is it Skippy? Is it Peter Pan? Like I, I really don't care. I really don't care. And at Trader Joe's, it's cool. Here's your smooth peanut butter. Here's your chunky peanut butter. Here's your organic peanut butter. And if I say, hey, where's the competing brand? Where's the choice? The Trader Joe's person just like laughs at me and points to the door. I've actually found that I don't miss a lot of that choice. There are exceptions. There are certain things. Uh, I have strong opinions about ketchup being a huge ketchup uh, consumer. In general, I found that it's, it's for me, I like the choice between the options of the product, not give me 12,000 different smooth peanut butters. And the other funny thing about that, for those that don't know, is that in the Trader Joe's, is uh, essentially it's originally a German company and it's two brothers and they started Trader Joe's and Aldi. Mm -hmm. And they basically just split and go, you go this way, you go this way. But that's why you'll see at those places, there's nothing like a brand name. Not really. Yeah. Um, Everything's individual brands. And speaking of how people will end relationships over arguments, I love when I hear people going, no, no, no. Trader Joe's is way better. Trader Joe's is the best. And somebody else is like, no, no, no. Aldi's the best. I'm like, literally you're arguing over the same argument that's probably happening at these brothers, like Christmas table. Right. A little bit of insight into how we got to where we were with uh, best thing ever. You should go look it up. Best thing ever pod on SoundCloud. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, best best th- thing ever three on Twitter. Yep. He's got it. And best thing ever pod on Instagram. Yep. Now you have it too. Nailed it. Told you I could learn it. So, so we came up with the idea for a bracket. Now, yeah. at, at one point we were, and this seems like insanity now, even though we're only a couple of episodes in, this seems like insanity. At one point we were like, let's make it like March Madness and had 64 
Like right. going back to the beer idea, we had like outlined like 64 beers. Right. And then we realized narrowing that down meant that to actually compete against each of them meant with, that we would drink 4,000 beers. Yeah. And uh, while we were, you know, eager to hit the task, we decided that was unmanageable from a podcast perspective. Right. So so we started to narrow things down and then we we had several organizational meetings. I know it doesn't sound like it, but we did. We had a lot of organizational meetings. Over 64 beers, probably. Yeah, yeah, probably. probably. Um, you know what? That actually works great as canon. Let's just put it down. Well, and, and to put things in perspective, even this podcast, we had a, a bunch of organization. We tried a bunch of stuff. We had a bunch of episodes that we never did air, never did get to, things like that. So we're surprisingly pretty, uh, pretty planned out with this stuff. So that being said, we were very planned out with this. But we narrowed it down, and even as of like a few weeks ago, we were like, well, how many do we need? And we were really like, you know what, eight is probably the prime number that we can knock this into three rounds, get it done, and then that way, even if you jump in in week two, it's like, oh, now I need to go back and listen to an episode, then you can still stay with it. Right. And uh, as you'll see through, uh, I don't want to talk too much about how the next week will go since it hasn't happened yet. It's kind of new. Maybe a little bit of mystery is good. Just a little bit J.J. Abrams. Since I don't know what's going on yet, with week two, obviously week one was we're just presenting what the what the candidates are. Week two was we're going to present the winners of week one, and we're also going to be able to talk smack about um, the people we're up, uh, the condiments we're up against, or the things we're up against. Week three will be a little different, um, and then that's it. Then we're done. We've decided as a community who the winner is. Um, possibly the community outvotes us because they have more votes than us. Uh, we don't even need to vote. But one of the things about doing like a 64 bracket is now you're jumping out three more levels. How do you make that engaging every week? How do you keep people interested and keep things moving forward? Um, I'm not saying you can't do it. I think it could be done. Uh, but for me, I like the idea of so week one, we did two minutes per condiment. Week two, we did four minutes per condiment. If we keep that trend backwards, you get very little per condiment the first week. Uh, likewise, how interesting is those? First first week just goes, ketchup good. And you? Spicy right. mustard, okay. All right, well, everybody go vote. How many times do you want to hear us talk about spreading garlic butter on a bun? <laughs> um, which, which leads to a really interesting uh, decision processes where we involve um, uh, certain community members, the board that we call them, uh, people we've uh, right now that we've kind of had to pick out of people who have given a bunch of shit in the past about uh, general geekery. But in the future, we have plans to do different ways once we bootstrap that community for best thing ever. Um, but basically people who we know will call us on our shit, who will give us shit about things, uh, ask them to help us kind of guide this process along. So we come up with a bunch of stuff. Then we make sure it fits the definition. We talk to our board and we say, hey, all right, what are, you, what are you almost jazzed about? We really want the community, uh, we wanted the, the point of 64 was we wanted the community to vote on the condiments and pick the condiments that would get into this like final eight. But what we realized was there's a lot of overhead in doing a podcast to winnow it down to those eight. Having a board, and this is kind of that behind the scenes thing, mm-hmm. like we told you if you listen to Best Thing Ever, uh, episode two on condiments was, we told you, oh, yeah, there's a board. There's reasons. One of the many reasons is they help us winnow down this bigger bracket to get us to a point where now all of a sudden we're talking. We're, now we're hitting the ground running and we have a few dark horse contenders. We, have, we keep it interesting. 
uh, in my opinion. Right, and we definitely have to have that in check. Ideally, we don't want to really be involved other than just just presenters. Right. But we have to be a little bit involved in what's going on here, and we have to have a little bit of say, not directing the outcome, because we were as surprised by the outcomes as anybody else. I did not believe ketchup would lose. I did not think guacamole would ever beat ketchup. Spoiler alert. It is up to collectively everybody else to kind of make that decision, and we just kind of get to be be part of that decision. Speaking of making those decisions, you want to talk about condiments a bit and what we learned about the definition of condiments? Well, yeah, this was actually pretty interesting. So, like, beyond if you have listened to the other one, it's like, I don't want to just hear you go through the brackets, and we're not going to go through the brackets. Here's no. what's interesting. A condiment is not what I thought a condiment was. Yeah, me neither, because uh, when we got to guacamole, I said, that's not a condiment, it's a dip. Right. But it was posed to us, and... When we looked into it, a condiment, according to Wikipedia, if you trust those guys, anyone can edit Wikipedia, a condiment is a spice, sauce, or preparation that is added to food to impart a specific flavor to enhance its, I assume that means it's the food that's added to, flavor, or in some cultures, to complement the dish. Right. So uh, now the world is totally open. This is where we had to narrow this stuff down because we're like, one... Okay, that really opens it up. But then it's like, okay, but two, if you put salt right in here, that is a spice that, that is. is that is added for flavor. Now it's like, okay, well now our board looks like salt, pepper, paprika, right? You know, blackening seasoning, Dale seasoning salt, right? Dale seasoning salt. I mean, it's like you've now ghost pepper salt. I mean, like, right? You've you've now opened up this Pandora's box of like, oh god, oh god, make it go away, right? And me, you know, me, I thought, well, a condiment is something that comes in a plastic squeeze bottle. <laughs> that that was your defining thing. Is like, listen, if I can't squeeze it, it's not a condiment. I can't squeeze it, it's not a condiment. Which apparently cheese counts now too, but. But yeah. Oh so, my god, how did cheese whiz not make the finals? Oh man, I, I honestly I don't remember it being in the original winnowing out. Even it wasn't even. But this, then you go like, which cheese whiz do I want? Well, do I right. want American cheese whiz or do I want cheddar cheese whiz? Which, which is do actually, I feel like less of American for going with cheddar cheese whiz? Which is really interesting because like we could probably have a whole bracket on which ketchup is the best ketchup. Um, but we said ketchup. Uh, we said. Same thing um, on mustard. Like yeah, literally but the one spicy brown mustard is what we picked because that's what ended up coming through the system. Right. Um, it seemed to be the most definitive yet most accepting, if I'm to, to put that into general terms. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, traditional mustard. Yeah, that's everywhere. But it's like all the rest of them seem to be very specific. I really like honey mustard or stone ground mustard or Dijon mustard. All those have a very specific thing. But spicy mustard, you get lots of different companies doing their own different version of spicy mustard. So it seemed to be the most specific of the general, if that's a okay yeah. way to put that. Yeah, and it's all it's all in flux, right? Because uh, you know, some of our first week arguments on condiments talked about how you can use condiments in conjunction with other foods, generally condiments to make other sauces. Can um, I say, can I say it's something? Questionable, to, yeah. And that did blur lines. Can I say one thing right right quick? As we've said, condiments so much, it has totally changed the dynamics of my condiments. Phone. Condiments. Well, I don't think that doesn't go through my mind, but it has changed the dynamic of my phone because now, like, I've texted you so many times with the word condiments in it, and I've written in my notepad so many times condiments with it. And when you type really fast, I mean, it autocorrects to it, but if it, you get close, it starts to move that little SEO. It changes that autocorrect. Suck Kinda, my condiments. <laughs> not happened, but 
But it is like it is autofilling from like I just type in C and it's like you mean condiments and I'm like well based on really the recent usage yes I do now oh man it says guacamole a lot I now fully know how to spell sriracha I am 100 percent confident in spelling yeah. sriracha and still not mortgage but death but, pledge but definitely sriracha yeah and and that's um so because we're too lazy to do you know real literature uh, reviews and actual research. Um, we really like Wikipedia. That picture used for that. Sorry. Don't. Yeah. I don't uh, go down that rabbit hole. I got it. Again, Wikipedia is not a primary source. Wikipedia is not a primary source, but um, I, I MLA Wikipedia all the time. Oh my God. Stop. Go away. You prefer ALA? I don't prefer AP that doesn't do Oxford commas. I like this, this, and this. I cut that out. Can you believe? Can I get oh that? My, you can lost I, that. Can I say that right now? Yes. Okay, we're saying that right now. So Please. there was a, there was a message sent out by the the HOA board. Uh, that wonderful people do wonderful things, and I and I really <laughs> like and love all of them. Um, some that and some the other. Okay. So anyway, I love all these folks. Um, they sent out a message, and the whole thing was a big list of things, and none of it used the Oxford comma. And so, like, in, okay. So it, how how big a list? <laughs> like eight or nine things. It was it was four. If I remember correctly, it was four sets of three. Wait, what? It was four sets of three, but they only used eight commas for four sets of three. Oh man, like so, I oh I'm so conflicted right now. No, 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 no. Sorry, four commas for for four sets of of three things. So every single one was like, just remember blank, blank and blank, and blank, blank and blank. Also blank. Blank and blank, and then blank, blank and blank, and I'm like, I cannot in my mind not combine all the things that are on the right side of this. Okay, controversial opinion. Okay, uh, the Oxford comma is not going to save that <laughs> sentence. It that doesn't matter. Like it just Oxford comma usage was not going to save that sentence. That if, is a sentence that needed to be broken out. If you write your sentence with eight things in it, <laughs> see when I when I type, just stop. Make a new thought. Interject a thought. What do you think about the previous thought? Let's move on to the new thought. When I type just remember, when I think when I type just remember, now it's muscle memory. I type colon, double break, because I'm gonna write me some markdown. And now I am doing like an indented list. Like a, a bulleted list with indents and everything to connect big themes with the underlying points. It would never occur to me to put this in one sentence, much less multiple sentences. How do you tell someone to remember a paragraph? Like, TLDR, one paragraph. You don't do that. Well, speaking of double, speaking of double breaks, and I, I'm, we'll get off this aside for a second. Speaking of double breaks, I um, had to sit down and take like a little typing thing. This was a while back. Why don't we get this, off the sides? I just got off of yours. Mom's this, jokes. This was actually like, Nine years ago now, but there's this thing where I had to sit down and do like a little typing test thing. Uh-huh. And so it's automated. Like the computer just reads what you're typing. You're like, type the thing that you read and it'll tell you how fast it is and how good it is and accurate and stuff like that. So I sit down and I'm like, I'm pretty decent. I mean, I'm not 150 or something stupid like that, but I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm 80 to hundred probably. And so I sit down and I start typing on and I get done and it goes, you have four errors. And I was like, no, I don't. And it's like, you have four errors. I'm like, no, no, no. I just, I, I took my time. I didn't go too fast. I know I don't have any errors on that. Four errors. It was because I hit space twice after periods. 
Uh, and they're like, no, 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 that's the new standard. And I go, that's wrong. That is the new standard on computers. And they're like, yeah, 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 but you only need one space. I was like, I might only need one space, but two spaces is correct. And they're like, oh, uh, but it's not, though, because computers don't use, um, uh, unless you're like me and you live on the command line, computers don't use monospaced fonts anymore. The fonts are designed to give that space inherently in the fonts. You don't need the two spaces in any decent modern font, unless you're a heathen like me and you live on a command line, then the two spaces is still a thing because it's still in a monospace font world. But yeah, I get it. It is just like the Oxford comma. That expert, the extra comma does add a good bit of clarity. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with giving that extra space for the breathing room in a sentence. I like your point. I, I like your point. Think it's a good thing. There's God. Sorry, I was. I, I don't even. Oh man, no, that was good. That was solid. I uh, anyway. I, I I I like your Oxford commas. They are definitely something I'd like to add in all of my sentences. Were you just taken over by Christopher Walken? Was it the Walken comma? <laughs> Not very well, I guess. I don't know. I'm a little rusty. But, uh. uh. So anyway, condiments. Condiments. So, so, so we've now determined. So we had to narrow this down because salt could have been a condiment, pepper could have been a condiment, right? Paprika could have been a condiment. So, so like what, we we had a bunch of condiments that we were like, is this a condiment? And suggestions like, um, we, one of the ones was guacamole, and I said, no, that's not a condiment. That's a dip. That doesn't count. But we decided we needed a, an impartial. We decided we needed an impartial some party, third party. I don't know. But we had the board right. But the board was helping us decide things. The board is helping us decide things. We didn't want to ask the board if what they suggested was legit. It seemed kind of weird. So we went to Wikipedia because we're too lazy to do our own research. Wikipedia is not a primary source. Do not learn that from us. What we found out was, oh, yeah, well, Wikipedia says guacamole is a condiment because it qualifies as something that enhances or adds to the flavor of a food. Can we? I, I know you have someone below this. And I'm going to come back to that. Oh man, do we have the notes on some of the stuff we saw that was not recommended, but we were like, "Whoa!" Uh, we had a couple in there, but I want to go through before you get to the Japanese stuff. I want oh, yeah, to go just through some, some some of the American stuff. Like, do you want to just go like right down this? Honestly, list of, we should probably just read some of the highlights. Uh, go ahead and you you knock out some. I'll knock out some. Oh, the first one, chalet, shallot, chalet, chalet sauce. Um, obviously, aioli is. Um, and barbecue sauce is in here, of course, but uh, probably one of the ones that stands out to me. Oh, you want to hit most of them? Yeah, just okay. go, ahead, go ahead and hit them so people have like an idea of like, why didn't you use that? Amba. Uh, anchovy paste. Black pepper. Bieber, so I won't say Bieber. Butter. <laughs> Justin Bieber. Uh, cilantro chutney was one we talked about. Chili oil. Chimichurri. Chutney, ooh, which I, we almost had. We almost had the chutney. That a chutney almost made it because we, we had like a, what was it? Chow chow. Like my grandmother chow, used chow. to make chow yeah. chow. So we'll skip the chow chow. That's there. Uh, cocktail sauce, fish paste. Oh man, yeah. Uh, which also has fish sauce. But getting past that, uh, fry sauce. Your ketchup and mayo. Mm-hmm. Nice. Uh, a nice ho- ho- hoisin. Hoisin? Hoisin, yep. Is that how you say that? Hoisin, yep. Horseradish is definitely a condiment. Jalapenos by themselves. Just yeah. jalapenos. Would not have thought about that. Cat chumber? <laughs> Cairo. Like just some Cairo syrup. 
Oh yeah, no, I well, I drink that straight. I don't think that's kind of oh, that's kind and of. And let's food. go under ketchup real quick. Yeah, for yeah, a yeah. We've got like several because we think of ketchup as tomato ketchup, and ketchup is tomato ketchup as we know. But sure. there's you can make a ketchup out of almost anything. Banana ketchup, curry ketchup, mushroom ketchup, fruit ketchup are just some of the ones that are listed here. Of course, we've got maple syrup. If you show up to a uh, a tailgate and maple syrup is sitting there, and somebody's serving burgers, like you want maple maple syrup. Do you not look at that person like you might be a psychopath? Sorry, eh? Uh, miso is is apparently a condiment. Uh, mumbo sauce? I don't even know what it is. I really want some. Yeah, I don't know. Um, oh, man, that has a lot of subs. Let's not talk about that. Uh, we've got some things that are just like onion and Parmesan onion. cheese. Yeah, but I mean, I feel like those are considered condiments where like peri-peri. I'm not sure what that is. Ooh, a nice pico de gallo. Pico de salsa almost made gallo. it. Salsa, salsa did. Salsa was very close. Salsa almost made the uh-huh. list. Um, which, which is basically a generic word that means sauce. So um, that but seems we awfully specific. Popcorn seasoning. It just seems really aw- awfully specific considering how many popcorn seasonings there are. So nutritional yeast was up here, and we kind of skipped over it. But if you go to Cine downtown, uh-huh. one of the popcorn seasonings they have that you can sprinkle on your popcorn is nutritional yeast. Really? Yeah. It's uh, honestly great popcorn seasoning. Uh, relish obviously made it, but remoulade did not. Right, sauerkraut didn't as well. Sauerkraut did not. Uh, we talked about salt not making it, um, but one of the ones that came up was uh, soy sauces mm-hmm. because I talked about there are lots of soy sauces. What else didn't make it? We're and you have gonna... a lot of these that we use because something went into something else. So we talk about salt, pepper. Paprika, vinegar. Vinegar's listed itself as a condiment, but we included that as being part of other things. So that kind of gets wrapped up in, you know, mustard and um, sriracha and that sort of thing. That's true. One that, uh, close to my heart, tahini. Right. Good stuff. Didn't really think of it as a condiment. Now, what is that exactly? Uh, Tahini is the... um, so tahini, um, it is, I, you know, I usually think of it as a dip, but it's, it's a food. It's put on a bunch of stuff, uh, baba ganoush halva. It's primarily made out of like uh, chickpeas. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, lady peas, please. There's a bunch of really good stuff here. I do want to kind of duck back to soy sauce because uh, one of the ones they threw out there is kind of um, almost as a joke because, not because I don't like it, because I didn't think it belonged at, uh, at a tailgate was tamari. Tamari is a very specific type of soy sauce. Soy sauce is actually, there's a lot of different types. It's very rich um, condiment. Wikipedia just says soy sauce. Or if you want to break it out, all of these subheadings, there's one, sweet soy sauce. (laughs) Well, the others are savory, obviously. Clearly. (laughs) Anyway, I thought tamari would be fun, especially when we were talking about like 64 level brackets or bigger. Right. Expecting it would go away. Right. Obviously, it didn't make the eight because once you get down to eight, you're really serious. I think one of the values in us constraining that was you really don't want to deal with a lot of the weeding out of the stuff that really doesn't belong in the bracket in the first place. Eight might be tight, but this is the same problem you have in school where the teacher says, I need you to write a paper on this. You're like, okay, I can write something. And they're like, okay, well, it needs to be two pages long. And you're like, ah, crap. Eight's a good number. It gives us three weeks. Right. So we can do a bracket within a month and have some room to breathe and talk about some other things. 
announce the next bracket. But it's also forcing us to pick, and with, with the board, it's forcing us to focus on something that we think are really strong contenders and not just fill out a bracket because we can come up with 64 condiments. Right, right, right. And, and, and keeping repetitiveness out of it, because that's a big problem, is getting repetitive and saying the same thing right. over and over again, is saying something about something differently three times is hard enough as it is. So with us throwing in the the variation of being like, the first time, it's just straightforward. Everything's positive. The second time, we're going to have some contention here. You can bring in your opponent and talk about why your opponent is better, why your yours is better than the opponent. And then the third one, you actually get some back and forth and get to re- do rebuttals of this is better and this is better than this for that reason. Right. And you're an a-hole for thinking that that one's good. Of course. Uh, you know, we talked, we talked about... Uh, uh, grammar, how important it is, and uh, Gra- how we decide things. Gram are good. Gram are good, especially with uh, some marshmallows and chocolate. How, did you see, <laughs> I sent you a, a tweet earlier. This is a while ago, so if anybody's coming back now, yeah, okay, fine. It's uh, from August. We get it. This is what happens when an AP-style journalist marries an English major, and the English major edits the wedding website copy. Okay, I'm going to throw this out there. We are an Oxford comma family. Use it. The response is... I'm a journalist. We don't use it. It's not in AP style. Too bad. We are, in all caps, an Oxford comma family. Man, tension. Styles are important. This is something that should go right in the initial, uh, like, within the first three dates. Please, if you're out there, um, check into that. Uh, advice from someone who has had a relationship at some point. If you're out there on Tinder, like put your Oxford comma preference right in your profile. Save yourself a lot of heartache. So would you say you should save yourself a lot of trouble, heartache, and strife? I would say you should save yourself a lot of trouble, heartache, and strife. Ah, okay. And this, this is another one that actually just happened just recently. I don't know uh, if you got a chance to read this one. I haven't, but uh, I will. So I'll just give you the headline. Bus smashes into restaurant claiming to be the only one to survive the Great Fire of London. Okay, I read the, the title. Can I, can I ask one question? I have yes. not read this at all. Which one? Was it the bus of the building that was the only one to survive the Great Fire? Um. Well, so the great, <laughs> the great fire of London. I, I can make a guess, right? I just like to be clear. A little bit of context for everyone: the Great Fire of London was from 1666. So, was it the bus or the restaurant? Uh, did they have petrol buses in 16? Qu- yeah. How old was the bus? I don't know, <laughs> but it was a petrol bus. Okay. All right. Well, petrol is made from fossils, and fossils are really old. But how recently did we use them in combustion? Ah. Yeah. Uh, I knew there was a catch somewhere. Right. Meanwhile, people have been eating since at least 1650. Like, all I could could see when I saw this headline was this bus just drunk out of its gourd. No one one respects me. No one listens to me. I survived the Great Fire of London in 1666. I'm like, you know, some taxi cabs on a corner is like... Yeah, sure thing. Yeah, sure thing, chap. Yeah, yeah, you were around 1666. Yeah, I get you. He's like, no one believes me. No one believes you. I, I survived the fire of 1666. And like just rams into a restaurant that's like, dude, this is a Chipotle. This is in the evening standard, standard.co.uk. Presumably anything that you and I say 
is kind of like half-assed English. It's really American. Right. This is an English publication. So language is just hosed. We have no hope. Abandon hope, all ye who speak English. Learn Chinese. As we continue to try to speak language more gooder, this has been General Geekery. Specifically, it's been a podcast. I am Ben. I are Lou. We is General Geekery. Specifically, a cast of pods. This is where you do all the funny stuff, right? I would say that it's an excellent beach trip. Oh, I'm only saying that because that's what I would say. When I was 17, I drank a very good beer. Cheer, I will do the same. Oh, a second. There was beer that I purchased with a fake ID. My name was Brian McGee. I stayed up listening to Queen when I was 17. Mac Renning has all the great jokes. He told them 30 years ago, and he tells the same ones over and over. Doesn't make them any less great. It's like muscle memory. Memory. All right, take three. Boop, boop, clap. Action. The guy a double decker or a double. Oh, I can't believe double us is going to be the last joke I have on this. <laughs> but it's so good. Like a oh hey, blah, 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 blah. oh I made an ass of myself. You know what? We make it funny. Cool, make it cut it funny. Cool, I cut it funny. Actually, that is pretty funny. Thanks. You didn't make me look like so much of an ass as much. You made me look funny. Was I the first guy or the second guy? God, I feel so bad for you having to cut this. Oh, you think I'm gonna edit this? <laughs>